Our scripture reading for today is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It reads, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can I help you? That's how my trip finding God at the dump started. The words were offering one thing, the tone quite another. So I let off with the truth. I am here in this dump, in this garbage site, looking for God. I'm a pastor. That lady with the badge wasn't having it, okay? She told me that their lawyer had sent them out there and that I was taking pictures and I was not supposed to be doing that. Can I see some ID, she demanded. At this point, Jim Schaefer, who had suggested this in the first place, retreated to the car closed the door and sat there while I confronted Godzilla at the dump, right? So she asked me for ID. I had left my business cards at home, of course. Um, my clerical collar, don't have it, right? And so finally, I'm rummaging through my bag. What can prove I'm a pastor? What can prove this to this lady? What can prove it? I find my tax-exempt form. Like, here's my tax-exempt form. This is my church. Now, please have this and know that I don't mean you harm by this. So she scrutinizes it, right? I'm like, that's my church. Where is it located? <laughs> Spicewood. Our, I saw our trucks coming in, you know, like, I belong here. And so finally she softens. She, I get it back from her. And she's still like, no pictures. So I hope you appreciate <laughs> the pictures I got um, because I wasn't letting her swipe my SD card, right? But at the same time, who can blame her? Hey, I don't blame her. I looked really fishy. I mean, when you go to the dump, friends, what do you take? Right. Okay, so Jim and I had talked about this, and we were like, we need some trash. Um, but he had already just been to the dump. That's why he got the idea. So we didn't want to just throw something away for the sake of throwing it away, right? So we, we were empty-handed when we came to the dump. So no trash and a camera. And this young girl saying, I'm a pastor, and I'm looking for God on a pile of garbage, right? What? You know, no wonder she was like, I don't believe you. Um, so this pile of garbage, right? What do you expect of, you? how many of y'all have been to the dump? Okay, so you kind of know. I hadn't ever been, and so Jim's like, you're going to be so surprised, because I was expecting um, what I see in Latin America, basically, which is like a pile of trash and lines of vermin and the smell um, and flocks. Somebody in the first service said flocks of seagulls. I was like, well, or grackles, right? <laughs> Going in for the whatever. So I get to, we drive up to the dump along one of the cleanest stretches of Hill Country Highway I've ever seen. And Jim says, well, that's because they keep it clean. 
And there's these rolling hills covered in native grasses, right? And instead of rats and grackles and the smell, do you know what they have there? An exotic wildlife ranch. And next door, if you go in with um, organic materials, um, they will pull them out of your trash and recycle them, like compost them, and they have an organic gardening center next to our Austin dump, right? Austin. Gotta love it, right? I love Austin. So this lady says you can't be taking pictures, and you can't be near the trash. You can't because you don't have the trash. We're like, oh, we should have brought trash. So um, we go over to an area with the nicest trash, and that is their thrift store. They have a thrift store out there, 3,000 square feet of stuff that they pulled out of the trash because they thought, maybe we could sell this, right, to somebody else. Maybe somebody would want this. So this is all the best trash for sale in their thrift shop. It was amazing. I talked to this guy named Anthony. I said, what do you have here, Anthony? And he pointed out a Longhorn Mobile. Like, why would anyone throw that away? It's for sale if you want it. Um, there's stereo equipment, there's, and it works. There's uh, sparkly shoes. There's all these golf clubs. He's like, you want golf clubs? Ten cents a piece. We could get you a whole set. I'm like, well, if I golfed, that might be amazing. I don't know. And so he's showing me all this stuff, and finally I was like, okay, now I'm just going to walk through all this. And it was a very sobering thing. I really like resale. But this is different because this is all the stuff that nobody thought was good enough for anybody else, and they threw it in the trash, right? This is the stuff that didn't make the cut for going to Goodwill, and they've pulled it out and dusted it off. So this is really the end of the line for this stuff. So I'm walking through the aisles, up and down slowly, and then I found God. And God was sitting on a shelf between two old speakers and some Tupperware. And the witness to God looked like this. I took a picture. Looked like this too. You see that? It says lifetime memories. Does anybody know what that is? It's not a photo album. That's a good guess. It's something as a pastor that I see. It's not a diary. It's a funeral book. And I opened it up, and it had been filled out. So, like, there's names in it. And I checked the top of the list. There's the pastor. That's where I always sign. There's people who say brother, sister, the Houston boys. There's pages and pages and pages of names here at the dump. That's sobering, isn't it? I mean, that when you die, whether by accident or whatever, they toss your funeral book? So in a world that is perishing, that's what Jesus says, right? That everything we have, everything we own, the moths or the rust or the thieves can take away from us. And so I'm walking among stuff that people had paid money for, had smiled, right? Maybe they saved up for it. Those shoes, that dress, you know, I have to have it. And now it had been thrown away. And so I'm walking through the perishable, and God is just reminding me, think about what lasts. 
this doesn't, none of this stuff that we spend our time getting and we're so happy when we get less. So what does? It's kind of vague. Don't you hate it when Jesus is vague? You mean like all of us can name treasures on earth, right? We could just sit down and name those, what they are, the cars and the house and the whatever. Those are the things that are going to get eaten up. So he says, store up your treasures in heaven and the moss won't get them and the rust won't destroy them and the thieves won't break in and steal. I'm like, how do I do that? What are those treasures? How do I put them there? How do I remember this? Because when we go shopping, there isn't an aisle for this, right? It's not like you go to Target and you're like, oh, right, the treasures in heaven section. I need some stuff from there. All the rest of this is perishing. So that's why I hope you would come here, is you would come here so that I could talk to you about what treasures in heaven are so we could um, maybe get some of them. So the first thing, the first treasure that you take to heaven Maybe it's kind of obvious. It's the one thing you get to take. You. Your soul. Who you've made of yourself. You get to take yourself to heaven. That's a good thing. Especially when you know Jesus, because that means that all the bad parts of yourself have been covered up and paid for, right? But then what? Then what do you, because in that funeral book, the first thing that, that survives, that endures, is the name at the front, right? The name of the person who died. Written in the front. Your name. You take that. Nothing else. You take that. Who do you want to be when you get there? Have you ever thought about that? You're like, no, that's morbid. Okay, but it's real, right? So let's think about it. Who do you want to be the day that you stand before God? Who are you building yourself into right now? Because we can't choose what happens to us. We can't choose when we die or how it happens or the terrible stuff that happens or the tragedies we have to face, the things we prayed about. We don't get to choose that. But you choose how you respond. You choose what you value. You choose every day in a million different ways what has treasure in your life, what has value, what you're running after, right? You get to say that. You get to decide it. So what does Jesus say? All around here, he's talking about treasure in heaven. Be kind to people who don't deserve it. Be forgiving. Don't get angry even when you want to be. Um, choose faithfulness over lust. He just talks about all these ways to build our heart up. And he says it's not easy, right? Not easy. Um, what does he describe? Two roads. One is bride, broad and wide, and it goes where? It goes to hell. You don't want to go there. You're looking for the narrow path. It's not hidden. It's just narrow, Okay? It's not hidden. He lays it out. Now, we all know this. <clears throat> not, it's not easy, but it's simple. Simple means it's not complicated. Easy means it's no effort. So it's difficult, 
but simple. How do we grow our souls? These are the church answers. Tell me how you grow your soul. Tell me. Do unto others, right, by the way you act. How else do you grow your soul? Pray, yes, very good. How else? Study, very good. We study the Bible, we're kind to others, we pray, we worship, right? Do you know these things? I don't have to teach you these things. But then it's hard to do them, right? So that's what we have to focus our effort on. And I wish all of, you, all of you could walk through the dump. Maybe you need to. Just don't take a camera. And walk up and down the aisles. And be reminded, this is passing away. It's not bad. Jesus doesn't say it's bad, right? He doesn't say we should be aesthetics, walking around with nothing and camel hair. He doesn't say that. He just says, don't let your heart get stuck there. Make sure it's in heaven. So the first thing you get to take is yourself. One more example. Don't we love Gustavo, right? We love Gustavo. Now, he's not here today, so you, you know, he won't hear you clapping. But he probably knows you love him. How did he get so good? Bingo. Right, we'd say, well, he has a natural gift. He had great teachers. He has great colleagues. But all of us know how he got good is he sits at the piano and practices. You can grow old without growing up. It won't happen by accident. It won't happen just by a trick of time. You have to practice this. Practice walking the narrow path. Now, the second thing, the second thing that endures that, that I can figure out, and y'all can give me some other ideas. The people that come to your funeral. Those people endure, right? The people that are in this book that was left, abandoned, in the dump, those people are still walking around in this world. And one of the best things we can invest in is other people. I don't know whether this person in the book had their fingerprints on these lives in a good way or a bad way. I can't tell from the names. But I know they did. I know that the actions and the words that they said and the time that they spent with these people matters. It has an impact. And that's the coolest thing is you could actually use the stuff of this world to have an eternal impact. I have a friend um, who was pregnant seven years ago with her first child. And she was, they weren't making very much, and so money was very tight. And she had to buy some last-minute baby stuff, and she had to get the basics, okay? Just the basics. So she had diapers and bottles and, like, two baby outfits for the baby. And she's sitting there, and she said, I'm sitting there in the store in Walmart, and I'm just worried. Just worried, worried. How is this going to work? This is their first child. Um, she's so fearful. And the person rings her up, and the person standing behind her says, I'd like to pay for that. It was like under $100. And my friend said she was so shocked, because that's the only time in her life anything like that has ever happened, that she was just like, thank you. And then she went out to her car and cried. That little girl now is seven years old, and she still tells that story. All the diapers have gone to the dump. All the bottles, they went that way too. The baby outfits have been recycled, right? All the stuff is gone. 
But that person, that unknown person at Walmart, bought something seven years ago that is eternal. Right? Think about, what did you buy for $100 seven years ago? You don't still have it. I promise you, you don't. But anything we invest in the things of God, any way we make a life a little bit better, that lasts. It doesn't slip through your fingers when you die. It's poured into your hands. And what I love about y'all is that I can look at each one of you and say, this is how I see you investing in heaven. You know, like Mace over there. He's pulling in the trash cans. He doesn't have to do that. But while we're without a maintenance person, Mace comes and pulls in the church's trash cans. That is eternal. Um, Beck, I'm going to pick on you. She's joining the church today. She's, I'm telling her, we all get involved. We're a church that serves. And she's like, I'm already a volunteer in the nursery. She said, I helped a little kid get potty trained last week. Like, That's treasure in heaven, Right? The ladies who are in Guatemala right now, all of us who have helped them get there, who are praying for them, y'all, that endures, that lasts. Anytime you teach a child or you set up the donuts or you do whatever so that people can come here and meet God, it's eternal. It lasts. So build your soul, not into a vacant lot, not into stuff that's going to the dump, Build it into a treasure that's poured into your hands in heaven. Let's pray. God, we pray in a world that is so concerned about stuff, and we admit that we are too, that you would help us to remember what lasts and that we do get to carry our soul to you and the fingerprints we leave on other lives. And so, Lord, help us to be making this day and this week and the rest of our lives investments in those enduring things. May the world be better because we were here, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.